Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Monster Legend Podcast. In the dark of the night Comes the shooting of the ring Twisted words in your mind, darkest goals And the whispering treasures Blow a dark haunting voice Buzzed through you Telling tales young and old I hope that you enjoy the show Welcome to Monsters and Podcasts Today we're talking to the Frightening Floyds Hi How you doing? Hi, how are you? Pretty good so, in case uh, anybody didn't hear you from last time you were on, uh, who are you? What do you do? We are the Frightening Floyds, Jacob Floyd and my wife, Jenny Floyd. And uh, we are, well, we do a few things. We're paranormal researchers, and we also write about the paranormal, including things such as ghosts, aliens, cryptids. And we're also publishers. We own... We run currently. We operate four publishing houses: uh, Nubus Press for paranormal nonfiction, Nightmare Press for horror, uh, Wild West Press for weird west and western, and Poetry Grove for poetry. And I'm also a horror author as well. Awesome. Is that stressful, like running all those publishing houses? It's it's a lot to do. Um, I I really enjoy it, and I have a love for books, so it's kind of it's it's fun and the focus our most most of our focus has been on anubis press at first and we've been focusing more on nightmare press now mostly so, building wild west press. yeah we're working on building wild west press the the poetry press is kind of more or less you know i like poetry and i write poetry and for anybody else i know that may be looking for a place for poetry and it's just kind of there right now What's your favorite poem? Um, I've always been a fan of either The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe or Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe, but um, Nothing Gold Can Stay by Robert Frost has always been a favorite of mine as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're good. Like, like um, something. Like, um, what's his name? With Richard something. I forget his name. Uh, do you remember the poem? I heard it or seen it. I can't remember. There's a lot of good poets out there, so it's hard to say. I, I like quite a few of them. There was a haiku poet from ancient Japan that I really like named Matsuo Basho. And then, uh, of course, there's the Iliad and the Odyssey written by Homer. Yeah. The epic poems. Everyone from, like, the 19th century is really good. The old poets from there yeah like Lord and then there's Lord Byron from even further back and Alfred Lord Tennyson and you got uh, Emily, yeah Emily Dixon that's what I was thinking of 
Yeah, she was really good. They didn't discover her poems until after she was dead, I think. That's great. Yeah, did she have like some kind of like something? She's like stayed in all the time. Yeah, she was a real hermit, and she tended to her garden. She had her garden and and that and her poems, and I'm, I'm sure she had other things, but that's mostly what she was known for. Probably cats or something. Who knows? <laughs> Oh. And she lived through a lot. She went through like civil war. Or... Yeah, she was she was around through a lot, but she was such a shut in. I guess it probably didn't have too much of an effect on her, which I can understand being a shut in. I, I enjoy staying indoors. Yeah, I guess she'd be pretty okay right now. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I really like the Casey at the Bat. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, uh, you guys were like writing a book last time we talked, right? Yeah, we're always writing something. Yeah. I think we're the last okay. time we talked, we were talking about aliens over Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you seen the one at the airport, I believe? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We were hoping to write one called Big Book of Cryptids soon, too. We haven't gotten to work on that too much yet, though. Um, you want to recently tell them about um, you were having a conversation with your brother-in-law and what his background is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I might have told you. He's um, He was actually at a, an archaeological dig that the Sci-Fi Network um, conducted at Roswell, and they found something really small. It was some kind of object that was not familiar to anything on this earth so that was pretty pretty interesting but he's always been interested in the ufos and like things but he got to be a part of that he's worked with television for a long time yeah and he's worked in television for a long time and so he was doing some kind of television work on that i'm not exactly sure of the complete details on it but he's a horror author he's also a horror author as well What's some book? What's some books he written? Uh, he's got a trilogy called Darkness Unbound. Um, I can't remember all the names of each book, but it's like the Lady in Black was one of them, or something like that. But <laughs> it was a it was a pretty interesting trilogy. Just having a brain fog moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm prone to those a lot. I have those. What's his name? His name is Glenn Porzig. He's also an artist as well. For um, uh, apps. Yeah, he was doing um, he was doing top uh, cards. Yeah, there we go. Um, I don't remember. I think it was Star Wars card art for those. That's cool. What do you think of the new trilogy that came out of Star Wars? I I personally like it. Uh, Me too. Okay. I liked it. Yeah, I like Ray. She's uh, one of my favorite characters. Mandalorian. That's well, my I, Yeah, I do love the Mandalorian. Oh, that's, yeah, me too. That's really yeah, good. that's great. And I'm a, I am like Star Wars. I've never been one of the super fans of Star Wars, but I like, of course, I like the original trilogy, and I like certain aspects about the prequels, but uh, I really enjoyed these, these last three movies. Speaking of Star Wars, have you heard of the Star Wars project, uh, um, the theory on that? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I think it was Reagan 
remember we were oh, watching yeah, yeah right uh, the star wars project and there was like this video unsolved mysteries actually oh that star it. wars project i get okay I know yeah something was coming toward the earth and um this weird laser fire out into the sky at it yeah that's that yeah because reagan wanted to do the star wars project and then trump has the space for it so it's like what do what do they know what does the government know that they're you know about what's going on out there or they or are they just trying to protect against other countries uh, i don't know it's probably interesting i'll say the second one probably probably protecting against other countries yeah yeah I don't really know how much we could do to fend off an advanced alien race if there if there was in fact one floating around our planet. <laughs> I'm not saying that I necessarily believe there is. I'm just saying if. Yeah, yeah. Almost we can do like if they have this technology to come millions of light years away to, right. to us. We could pretty much got us beat on technology wise. Yeah, I'd say they pretty much get to do what they want. Oh, what's your favorite like hot, um alien movie? Oh man, um, I don't know. I like Fire in the Sky. Yeah. That's always been one of my one of my favorites. And I mean, of course, who doesn't like Alien and Aliens? But I'm ET. ET. I'm more I'm more of a Fire in the Sky, I guess, because that deals with something that was supposed to have really have happened. You know, like ET is for kids or whatever, but it gave you that creepy factor. Like when I was a kid, like I was like petrified to go outside at night. Yeah, like, ET, ET was pretty terrifying yeah. looking before he starts acting silly and everything. When they find him out in well, the, corn, the crop, yeah, circle, they find him in the yeah. corn in the cornfield. He looks pretty creepy. Or yeah, where he came. Arrival was really good. Yeah. Oh man, it's been a while since I've seen that one. I've never seen Event Horizon. I hear that was supposed to be good. Wasn't that about aliens? Oh, what's that oh. horror alien movie we watched recently? Oh yeah, what was, it was that called? It was so good. It was on uh, Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, we just saw it recently. It came out in I think 20, 2013. Uh, oh. oh man, it I was think good. I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I saw it too. I it was weird because the critics called it convoluted like they said it was hard to follow and I didn't find the movie to be hard to follow in the least but I can't remember what it was called it wasn't it wasn't fourth kind it wasn't that it was these aliens uh, it had J.K. Simmons in it the guy who played Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man yeah and played a really good character he played a really good character and these people were basically being visited by the aliens this family was and it was ruining their lives and god I can't remember Dark Skies, that was it, yeah. yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was really good. It yeah, creeped really, me out so bad. It was very creepy, and the critics, they dropped the ball on that We one. actually have a horror author um, who has a alien book coming out with us. Yes, it's it's very good, too. Yeah, it reminded me of that movie in a way. Yeah, it's, um, it's called The Untaken, and the author's name is Becky Pate. And it should be coming out soon. But yeah, it's, it's a really good story about alien abduction and all that. And it's not like... It's it's writ it's it's got a high sort of literary quality to it, and it's not written like a space opera, and it's not like alien monsters. It's literally just about how the abductions are affecting people. And there's really really creepy moments in that book. Like I'm looking forward to putting it out. But what's like what goes into like as a um, putting a book out? What goes on like on the publisher side? 
Uh, well, you got to start by a lot of people start by putting out uh, open open calls for submissions, and when if they're looking for anything specific, they'll say that. Or a lot of times we'll just be like, if it's just for books, we'll say, hey, we're taking any kind of horror novels or novellas, and then you know you get your submissions and and depending on how open-ended it is you can get a, you can get quite a bit and uh, you just kind of pick the ones you want and then when the time comes you do the editing and formatting and get a good cover artist for it which we have an exceptional cover artist named Luke Spooner who does the work for most of ours and uh, just and then a lot of a lot of publishers they kind of just publish it and rely on the authors to do the footwork but you know of course authors need to do the footwork too but we try to do as much as we can to get the word out by contacting review sites and blogs and podcasts and whatever to try and help our authors get their their book moving but uh yeah it just depends on the publisher really yeah man so uh was it like since like digital like books came out it's like the um, to pro- like the process of getting books out getting a little bit easier I think it's just... easier for for the average folks um, with the advent of print on demand has really changed the game and because of course Amazon's big into the print on demand and then you can do that with Ingram Spark as well and Ingram Spark's really good because you're open up to the same pretty much the same distributors or you're opened up to the same retailers that the big trade companies opened up to. If you put them on Ingram Spark, you can you can also have print runs done. So you can really do a lot um, if you got the capital, and it's not overly expensive either. Um, yeah. You know, before of course, before the print on demand came, places like Ingram Spark opened up. You know, you basically had to have a lot of capital, a lot of money to have print runs done, and it was a whole different game. Now, there's good and bad. Now, people with a real passion for it who don't, who may not have the opportunities to do the big print runs, can now get involved and get and have a, like a starting ground and, and move up. Then, of course, at the same time, you're also opened up to anybody. And the criticism of POD from other people have been like, anybody can put anything out. But those, if someone doesn't put out good quality, they won't be one of the ones to get noticed. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the criticism. People be like, well, anybody can do POD. Yeah, that's true. But not anybody can do POD and have any sort of success. If you put out a book cover that looks like crap, people are going to be like, well, this person doesn't take their product seriously. If you are known for putting books out that have horrible editing, people are going to stop reading. You're going to be known for that. So the people who want to try will be the ones who rise. Yeah, like, like I was saying, for a lot of things, the what you put into stuff, and people like it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you put a yeah, if you put if you put some love into it and you put some passion into it, that's going that's going to show. People will pick up on it. It defines who you are. Right. Does it feel like like working? Because like you love books so much and horror and stuff. Does it feel like working, or does it feel like? Something. yeah you know stepping back and looking at it you realize it, it is a lot of work and it's a it can it can be an all-day job for anybody who has time to do it all day like and, but 
also we enjoy it so it's something like i don't dread doing right it's not like you gotta not like it's not like when you get up when you're getting up to go to work and you're like oh man i don't want to be here yeah it it can be overwhelming yeah yeah it it can be overwhelming though and it can you, you can get ahead of yourself and get way behind on stuff and plus any type of derailer that hits can really throw you off the mark. So you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta persevere too and just get through things. Especially. Especially, yeah, especially this year, geez. Yeah. I think we did one at the half price here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, and our square wasn't then, working. Well, yeah, then COVID <laughs> hit and it was just like, none of the bookstores around here are allowing people to do book signings. Yeah, and it's dangerous, you know, and we're we're huge, pro, you know, proponents of doing book signings. That's how you meet yeah. your fans and you make a name for yourself. Yeah, yeah it's important to get that like face-to-face interaction. Yeah, right. people. people like that. so they can see who you are and stuff. Yeah, it sucks. Like it's COVID, like canceled all the conventions and stuff. I can't. Yeah. I want to like go do stuff and talk to people right yeah and we really enjoy the signings and events and of course you can't do it and yeah COVID's really messed up a lot of things i was watching uh like the new alien movies like uh was it confident whatever what's called covenant yeah I don't like it. the thing grows so fast. Yeah, and I, I don't know. This is a Covenant was was good. Prometheus, I wasn't as big on, but uh, I barely remember Covenant. I do too. Um, I remember a little bit. It, it, yeah, I have a bad habit sometimes. I watch a movie and I barely remember them afterwards. Oh yeah, me too. Even if I like them, I'll be like, man, I can't hardly remember. I know, like Big Hero 6. Yeah, like, I can't. <laughs> we were putting the pictures on. I was like, yeah. I about that. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't remember one character's name except Baymax. And she was trying to ask me. And I was like, I don't remember any of their names. I was like, holy cow, man. And I like that movie. I've seen it twice. I don't remember their names either. Yeah. And I can't remember anything about, hardly anything about Covenant. It's like Blade Runner 2049. I love that movie, but I don't I remember. I don't remember anything I don't. I don't remember movie. too much about it. What happened? I remember the scene in the water, and I remember Batista being in it. And that. <laughs> I think, uh, like the first David from Prometheus was on a planet, and he like, killed all the alien, all the, the um drones or something around there with the yeah, with the goo, and pretty much made the alien species, I guess. Yeah, and I remember the woman like removing the the alien from her body, giving herself a C-section or whatever. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. That's pretty memorable. That's kind of hard to forget. But uh, other than that, and I remember the ending, sort of. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can say it. Just follow me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Hold on a second.
Yeah. Aliens is like a really like weird sequel compared to for like because Alien was like a complete horror movie, right? Yeah. But Aliens is like like action. It's, yeah. Alien was your was your Ridley Scott slow burn horror film. Um, yeah with the suspense and everything and then aliens was your typical james cameron action blockbuster which i like both i'm not i'm not saying yep. that in an insulting way because i enjoy both movies and i enjoy the work of both well i enjoy james cameron's work a lot i'm i'm on the fence with ridley scott he's hit or miss some of his movies are great some of his movies are garbage but uh uh alien was definitely a great one and blade runner of course james cameron did uh Terminator, yeah, I did. yeah. Cameron did Terminator, and I can't help I can't help it. But th that whole franchise is a guilty pleasure of mine. I know after T two, which was fantastic, and even T the first one and the second one, they both have all their flaws and their holes, right? But they're still so much fun to watch, and I like all those movies. Me too. I even like, like the most recent one. The last two movies were like confusing. Yeah, them. a lot of people didn't like. Genesis and Dark Fate, but I like yeah. I like them. Yeah, they're fun though. They're Schwarzenegger movies. I mean, they're super his, fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's all his movies ever are. They're just fun to watch. And then you get to like the Predator aliens crossovers. I mean, I wasn't too big on. I saw part one. I like Predator the he, first. Predator movies. Yeah. AVP. I couldn't get into that too much. Yeah, it's like mixed up because I like kind of mess up with the timeline with both movie, both franchises. Yeah, they've. I think they've they've jacked that timeline, Aliens timeline especially. You know, all of I don't even know. I don't even know where they're at at this point. Halloween. The Halloween's coming up. Yeah, the yeah the. Yeah, it's about the Halloween season, a good time for all the scares and the ghost stories. I was like listening to this I was listening to this one podcast about uh the Bell Witch. It's really good. It's scary oh. stuff. Oh. Yeah, we went to the Bell Witch. We actually are working on a book for that too. And oh, yeah. he I, he got to meet the original person who did the documentary on it. He invited us to lunch and stuff. It was yeah, it was cool. We went down there because we were going to try and see the cave, but you got to set that up. We didn't know that. And you can't take cameras. And you can't take cameras. And we were like, forget that. And yeah. so we went on, though, to where the cabins and everything were located and got to meet the guy who wrote the original book for it. And it was really cool. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that story? Or that... Yeah, the, the witch? My person... And I don't well one I don't think it was a witch anyway if anything it's more like a ghost story but I think it was a, if it was a spirit I think it was the Native American because yeah. um, what the guy was telling us that whole area was um, Indian yeah if it was a, if it was paranormal that's probably what it was I think that it may have been something else I think maybe the guy who was killed was abusive yeah and yeah that, I heard that too the bell, the bell witch person who killed him, I think she poisoned him 
and then they were just like, oh, it was a witch that did it. It was yeah. a ghost that did it. So I think there may be some of that going on there. Because, but I'm an open-minded skeptic about a lot of things. That's my skeptical explanation. My open-minded explanation is that it would, like what Jenny just said, probably a Native American spirit who knew he was a, a bad guy. When I went into that cabin, though, I got the creepiest feeling. I even told him, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, I think you can just feel the energy into it, you know. There's definitely energy in there because I believe in residual energy. And I believe in all that. And I think yeah. it's definitely in there. You could hear things in that cabin. Yeah. That was not any other animal, and it was not the cabin creaking. You know, we the were difference. the only ones there, so. Yeah, it was. There's definitely some bad energy left behind because of that guy, probably because of that guy, being so abusive the way he was. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, like Betsy went to a sleep uh, hypnosis hypnosis person. Yeah, and she talked to like one of the personalities that the witch would use, saying how what was the name? I forget John John Bell. It was John. Yeah, John Bell. Yeah. Like would start touching her when she was twelve, and she yeah, she just like hurt herself because she felt so guilty for not telling anybody. Yeah. And at the same time, she may have developed some sort of uh, trauma because of right, that. Yeah. And she may have developed multiple personalities because people who go through that sort of thing oftentimes will develop another personality or two. If they can't cope Yeah, uh, if they're coping mechanism. And she could have killed him. She could have turned into the Bell Witch and poisoned him. And they could have just covered it up because, you know, that was a pretty small cabin. So anybody who lived there would have known the abuse was going on. Right. And they're probably just too afraid to do anything. And then when he died, everybody was probably just covering up because they probably didn't want him around anymore. Yeah. I think. Well, they were saying like that that story was like the first like ghost story, like ghost story in America. It's an old one. I know that. Um, that There's been there's been a lot of tales of haunts and different little ghost stories but as far as being a full-fledged just Haunting. total ghost story i think that was one of definitely one of the early ones because they uh that one was very detailed i think they, like, they, like eventually got like it was there for so long like for like, a few years and like they just got used to it eventually yeah corner story yeah that old town just kind of it just kind of went with it. <laughs> you know, and people like, were a lot more superstitious back then, too. Yeah, yeah. everything was witch. Yeah, yeah, everything was a witch. Everything's like the, how, the like devil. Everything's like, Trump. <laughs> yeah, like how that. now it's Trump. It was the witch's thing. I don't know. There's At least there's more validity to the Trump thing. <laughs> yeah. Back, back then, if a girl knew a math answer to a math problem, she was a witch. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, the like the Draco's wife in Pennsylvania. Yeah, which one? Uh, Castlevania series on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've wanted to watch that. I haven't, uh, haven't gotten around to that. Oh, it's really good. Uh, did you ever play the games? Yeah, I played. Uh, my favorite was. I'm a Nintendo and Super Nintendo guy. I pretty much stopped with video games after that. That's how old I am. Yeah. But uh, I I played the I love the second Castlevania game, 
Simon's Quest. Oh, yeah. And I played this one a lot. And I played Symphony of the Night for a while. But yeah, I enjoyed those games. Do you ever play? Um, do you ever play four? I never played four. I think Symphony of the Night was the last one I played. That one's good too. I love that one. I remember. Uh, I remember part two, Simon's Quest actually had two different endings. I forgot how you went about getting the two different endings, but if you took a different path. You got one ending, and then if you took another path, you got a second ending. All of those kind of games, they give you choice. Yeah, and Nintendo games were notoriously bad on their endings. They were they were very unsatisfactory. You would go through like like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ending. That game was so hard. You'd go through all, and then all it was was just like April O'Neil talking for a minute, and then Splinter changing back to a to a person and it was like totally unfilling or Rygar but Simon's Quest had some had a cool ending for a Nintendo game or though Simon's Quest what was your like your most hated like um enemy to fight what in Castlevania yeah can't really remember. I, I know I'll, I remember fighting Dracula at the end. That was it. <laughs> I don't think I had too much of a problem with that game. Uh, I played it a lot. I played it when I was a kid. I played it. I pretty much dedicated Nintendo time to that game for a while. Um, and quite honestly, at this point, the only enemy I can remember is Dracula. I remember you had to collect all of his body parts and take him into his old castle, and when he came back to life. Outside of that, I don't. I remember you had to get the flame whip to beat him. Outside of that, I don't remember much else. Or maybe it was the Morning Star. Maybe that was the whip you had to get. Actually, I can't even remember that. So, I remember one. You had to use like the holy water and. Something. Yeah, yeah, that was Simon's quest. You could use the holy water to break bricks, or you could use it to the, to throw and find out if there are any false bricks in front of you. If it went straight through, then you knew to jump over those bricks. I know there were some mazes, some castles that I hated because there was one castle in particular, I don't remember which one, it was full of those false bricks and you would walk and you would fall down to the next level and you'd have to climb back up and then fall down another one and it was so annoying. That's a part. I mean, that's part of it. Oh god, yeah, I hate those. Nintendo games were difficult to play. They had some hard play, some play time because you didn't get to save the game. You had like three lives, and that's it. Yeah, I, I used to play like Ninja Gaiden all the time. Oh yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Oh. That's hard. You yeah. eventually learn how like how to make the enemies like what enemies are like spawn as soon as you enter a screen and figure out eventually how to. Mess it, mess it up, make it work. Yeah, that was a tough game. It's like Double Dragon. That was a tough game too. Oh yeah, Double Dragon. That's fun though. I love like first level fun. I think it's hard. Yeah, after that, and then you get to the end, and the end guy's pretty tough. That that took a lot of doing. But I probably got killed a hundred times by that guy. Double Dragon. 
you ever play with like your brother or someone or your friend and they're always like behind or something like get over here yeah 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 you're trying to go to the next screen and then you're just stuck walking because they're like way behind or they'll actually like jump kick you or something yeah <laughs> that was annoying they'd be trying to jump especially when you got in a fight with chin remember the guy mm-hmm. called chin he had the purple hair or whatever he had the, like the long hair oh yeah he, he jump- like jump kick you all the time yeah it's all he did and his jump kicks were brutal too and and <laughs> you would that's the only way you could fight him you would have and then like you and your if you're playing with somebody else you and your partner are flying around the screen jump kicking and you kind of just have to start jump kicking aimlessly and hopefully hope that you hit chin because he flies around and then you're hitting each other and it's like <laughs> there's a, that huge guy oh, I his name oh, a Bobo yeah Bobo a Bobo yeah he's like he, just punch you and you're dead in like two hits yeah he's like 12 feet tall and he's like all muscle <laughs> he's like a Mack truck there's like oh you beat one, and you go next level. Oh, there's two. Yeah, you're like, all right, I beat that one. Oh no, there's a second one. And there's like two bubble bows and three chins. Like, oh no. Yeah, that's impossible. There was a level like that. I don't remember if it was three chins, but there was at least two and two bobos. And it's just like, how are you supposed to? You're one guy. How are you supposed to beat all these guys? You know? Yeah, and there's like a giant hole right there in front yeah. of the screen. Yeah, because he punched a big hole in the mountainside. Yeah. How's anybody supposed to beat somebody that can punch a hole in the mountainside? <laughs> Nintendo game logic. There was a, oh, what's that other fucking game? That was really hard. Nintendo? Oh. What's that one game that's like really famous for the Konami code? The up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start code. Contra yeah. and Life Force. Contra, yeah. Yeah, it worked on Life Force too, but nobody remembers that one as much because who cared about that game? That game was dull. Contra was bad. There was no way to beat that game without that code. I tried, and I was pretty good. I was a kid that was pretty good at Nintendo games. I could beat a lot of them. I tried to beat Contra with just three without using that code, and I never could do it. That's a hard ride. Yeah, I can... I can't even get past first level. It's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I only made it about halfway through with just three lives, and I never made it to towards the end. I had to use the. I could I could get through it. I could I could get through it in about maybe five or six lives, sometimes on a good day. But there were times where I used almost all thirty men just to get through there. That game was crazy. You ever play the ET game? I never did play that one. Did you ever play the ET game? I didn't even know they had one. Yeah, it was like really bad. They like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how fun that would even be an ET game. It was like, it was an Atari twenty six hundred and oh, about like about crashed a tire video game like business. I remember this one game that was really hard called Skate or Die. Oh, yeah. That game was hard. I never really did quite... I never did beat that one. I never quite understood that one. Oh, Paperboy. Paperboy. I love Paperboy. Paperboy. Paperboy and Spy Hunter. Do Spy Hunter? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I swear to God, there was no end to that game. That game just goes on and on and on and on. It was awesome, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The good old days of Nintendo. I don't get in. I don't play video games anymore. I, they're a lot of fun to look at, but last time I tried, it was on like the PlayStation. Yeah. So I still that just shows how old I am. I uh, played Xbox Live. Oh yeah, that's true. We did play Xbox Live. We broke out the Street Fighter game. I love Street Fighter. Street Fighter. And I was I tried Mortal Kombat, but Jenny kicked my butt in Mortal Kombat. I ain't no good at that game. <laughs> But I can play Street Fighter. I was a total Street Fighter nerd. I was I was a teenager when that was at its height of popularity, and I was big time Street Fighter dork. I was playing it all the time. Who's your favorite character? Well, uh, I always like Dowsing. A lot of people don't Dude. expect that. If you learn to master, that, if you learn to use him right, you could whoop anybody. But yeah. I I played that game so much that I, when I got the new challengers, that's the one that had T Hawk. Cammy, Phalong, and DJ on it. Yeah. When I got that one, yeah, well, Vega was good too. I got that one. I was able, I was able to beat that game on the hardest level with every character. That's how much of a loser I was. I played that game so much. It was ridiculous. Even, I could even beat it with Zongif on seven. That's, you know, beating it with, if you can beat it with Zongif on seven, you've dedicated a lot of time to that game. Well, that's good. That seems good. I can, I, I can never beat like a good Dalsim playing Street Fighter. Yeah, Dalsim, you can you can get them from far away, and then you can if they try to get close, you nail them with that Yoga Flame, and then yeah. if they get too close, you put them in the Yoga Noogie and you hit them like eight times. It was a brutal character if you learned how to use it. It was like it was like learning to use Valdo from a, a what was it DOA or it's a Killer in snow, not killer instinct. Uh, was it killer instinct? No. The the game with nightmare and Siegfried on it. Soul Calibur. Yeah, Soul Calibur. Valdo, you remember Valdo, the character that was real weird, had the claws. Oh yeah, it's like had a a gimp suit, pretty much. Yeah, he had a gimp suit and he had claws, and if you if you learned to use him, you could hurt people with him. Then there was the dominant characters like us, like Siegfried, who had the. 18 foot sword and all you had to do was just ram people with it yeah the game was hard uh, I had trouble playing Soul Calibur because how the camera rotate how the stages work yeah it's like 3D I wasn't used to that yeah I guess that's not because I played Dreamcast so I guess it's not Super Nintendo wasn't my last because I played DOA and Soul Calibur and I feel like there's this game, maybe it was PlayStation or maybe it was Sega Dreamcast. It was called Legend of Lagaya. And then there was Wild Arms and Wild Arms 2. Played those games. PlayStation? Yeah, I think I think Wild Arms 1 and 2 were PlayStation. PlayStation had great games. Oh, and Abe's Odyssey. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, the games were really fun. I think it. Yeah. Came off the new one here a couple of years ago. Oh, they did. Those games yeah. were cool. I played. I think one of the worst games I ever played though was the Crow video game for PlayStation. I don't know if it was City of Angels or what, but it was such a terrible game. 
I remember like you had to swing on this chandelier in one part and you just couldn't do it. You just always fall off the chandelier. And I was like, this game is so lame. Oh my gosh, what about the Conian games? Oh yeah, those are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, yeah, I'm looking at these like screenshots from Curve Game. Look awful. Looks like awful. Yeah, and you get yeah, you get to Judah at the end and he's like, Oh Judah. Like <laughs> this is like this game sucks. There was one game for PlayStation I enjoyed playing. It was called Intelligent Cube. Totally. You had to like step on the cubes, and before like these giant, this giant wall of cubes would roll at you, and you had to eliminate certain cubes before it rolled over you. It was kind of fun. I remember playing that for WCW um, Thunder game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, I had I had a friend who played that religiously. The wrestling games. Yeah, I was never. I've always been a wrestling fan, but I never did like the wrestling video games. Like even WrestleMania for Nintendo. Like I just never did get into the video games. I used to be like a big wrestling fan. I used to watch it like all the time. But after like the Attitude Era, I got was it fun anymore? WWE is bad now. It's just really bad hard to watch i watch i started watching this one called pcw ultra it's it's a lot better you can watch their shows on youtube but they also have an on-demand i haven't gotten that yet i haven't decided if i like it enough yet but uh, it's pretty good from what i've seen it was one of your favorite wrestlers oh uh, my oh that's tough to say my all-time favorite wrestler is probably kurt angle or maybe yeah, I'd say it's probably Kurt Angle, but I like Booker T and Brock Lesnar and Bret Hart. Mine was Goldberg, Hulk Hogan in China. Yeah, I like Hulk Hogan in China a lot too. Yeah, me too. Like uh, oh, I like yeah. AJ Styles. Yeah. Him, he's one of my favorite. Like the same. Like Undertaker, he's fun. Yeah, he was definitely one of my favorites back in the day. I can when he was like the motorcycle guy. Yeah, when he was the American badass. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. And they had him and Kane together. Brothers yeah. of Destruction. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Now, Kane's the mayor of Knoxville now. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. So a lot of wrestlers run for political office. Uh, Rick Steiner. Yeah, Rick Steiner was like the mayor of some city too. Um, I don't remember where it now, was. Now uh, there was another guy too, Matt. Oh, they we were watching a YouTube and they were talking about <laughs> it. It wasn't Matt Morgan. It's like was it? wrestlers are going really going to get in politics. <laughs> they were, and well, of course, you can forget Jesse the Body Ventura. He got to like a, he was like a governor of Minnesota and he got to a high level. Well, there was remember the Rock. He said he was going to run for president yeah. next time or something. Yeah, The Rock running for president. He's definitely got the, chariz- the charisma to pull it off. Yeah. Wow. I'll vote for him. Yeah, I know. I'd vote for him probably. I mean, why not? Was- <laughs> <laughs> Give him a shot. Hey, if Ronald Reagan could be president, why not The Rock? He got COVID-19 and him and his family did. The Rock did? Yep. I didn't know that. I think I had it back to Christmas. Yeah. 
to wear like a mask all the time. Or yeah, that's, yeah, you got to because who wants to pick that up? You know, it's I got real bad sick back on Christmas, and I know I don't want to pick that up again. Like yeah. plague. Yeah, it is the plague. I've never been that sick in my life. I know. I I bet you I had it. Your doctor. Yeah, she even thinks I might have had it when I told her about it. Because they couldn't figure out I had blood in in me. Yeah, I had had blood. You know, it was bad. And my lung was, my lung, now my lung doesn't expand properly on one part of it. And I've never, yeah, so I I got hit pretty bad with something. It was probably COVID-19. Glad you're okay, though, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right now. I think my lung might have returned to normal. I'm not sure. Uh, I still have some breathing problems, but I also get stuffed up real bad anyway. I've got my nose gets real stuffy, so it's hard to say. Oh, yeah. uh, well, a little. I had a flu real bad, and I had to go to the hospital because I just get fluids. So so dehydrated. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't keep them down. That's what happened to me. I got so dehydrated. I had, had, had I was had blood in my kidneys. And it was not fun. Yeah, who sucks? Or like, where I can't get nothing down. Like it's now like, I got like so used to like puking up stuff. Like now it's like I get sick. It's like whatever. It's, it's puking yeah. feel feel better. Yeah, you get older, and you when you're younger, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to puke. This sucks. You get older, and you're like, man, I wish I would just throw up. This is getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah. You guys, like, big partiers and growing up or now? Do what? You guys, were, you guys um, are big partiers growing up or anything? No. No, no not really. Nah, no, I never I never really have been. I did a, did a little bit when, in my teen years, but... uh nothing nothing major i've always been kind of a shut-in kind of a recluse <laughs> i was one of the guys that would i was some i would like have my mom tell my friends i wasn't home a lot of the times and i would stay in the house <laughs> they'd come up like hey, here and tell them i'm not here yeah uh like every time my friends would come over or I'd go to my friend's house they'll buy like 200 dollars worth of booze <laughs> all right yeah it, like oh, it's gonna last us all night. They'll be gone like two, they'll drink it in like two hours. Yeah, and they're all they're all drunk. I'm playing nurse. Right. Yeah, that was usually me. Like I would drink some. But yeah. Alcoholism's really get my family, so I kind of avoid it. Right. So and I was usually like the one who was mostly sober. Like I might drink two or three beers, and that wasn't enough to do anything to me, you know. And yeah. would maybe make me a little tipsy, but. Um, I mean, there were occasions where I drank more than I should have. It, it had happened before, yes, but um, it wasn't a regular thing. But uh, what would happen is I was usually the the friend keeping people under control. Yeah, me make sure everybody don't puke on themselves. Right yeah, basically don't fall asleep on their back and choke on their puke or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. Make sure people aren't doing bad things to each other. Yeah. Like, don't fall into the fire pit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. don't. Yeah, there's a fireplace over there. Don't stick your head in it. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. 
but I was never a big partier anyway. I didn't usually do crowds of people all that well. Are you guys, uh, do you like wine? You know, we we tried wine for the first time on New Year's, and it was okay. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah, it wasn't really our thing. We're boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like wine either. It tastes like like bad juice. Yeah, it's like juice that's been sitting out too long. We did this really um, creative drink. Um, it's just a soft drink, but um, we got it from Frisch's as a restaurant. I don't know if you guys have it where you're from, but um, they have a thing called chocolate Cokes. Yeah, chocolate Cokes. You just put the... We just bought chocolate syrup and put it in the Coke, and it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of stuff we do. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if someone really wanted, to, if someone liked to drink, though, I guess they could add some bourbon to that, and it would make it in chocolate. Coke I mean, bourbon. seriously, it would probably be good. Sounds I dare good. you to try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, try chocolate coke bourbon if you like to drink. That's probably good. well. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> talking about regular <laughs> or just regular chocolate coke. Yeah. yeah. And chocolate's good at everything. It, it's yeah, really good. That's, that is true. Chocolate is good. It's everything. just like regular chocolate syrup. We got like a Kroger brand. And... Yeah, that's all you need. You don't need yeah. special chocolate syrup. Kroger brand's good anyway. Most of their brands are good. Yeah, let us know if you try it. Cause it's like really, really good. Um, yeah, I have to get like a fountain drink. I have to get a fountain from the Coke from the fountain though because I feel like Coke from the fountain tastes a lot better. Yeah, it does. Coke oh. from a fountain glass bottle basically does. It used to taste better from the bottle. I don't know, or can. I think they did something to it. I don't know. I think anything, any anytime you get a two liter of something, it's going to go flat quicker because it's open so much and it's not all the way sealed after it's open once. It's like Coke. You get Coke in a two liter, but by the time you get down to the bottom third, it's when it starts to go flat. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. Sounds good. I made uh in life. <laughs> I made yeah. I made a, uh, a cake like a while ago from like from scratch. Man, it's a project. Yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with a good cake, now. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, I always like cookie cakes. Cookie cakes. Yeah, those are those are interesting. It's basically just a giant cookie is all it is, really. I tried to make one one time. It came out, like, burnt. Yeah, I could. I don't think I could ever make one. It's probably an art form that I just don't... I'm not... That's not my wheelhouse. Baking and all that kind of stuff. I just... Uh, you cook sometimes. It's pretty good. I can, I can yeah. cook okay. Cook food okay. But baking... Uh, I can't do it. That just fails whenever I try. Yeah, I can whip up some strange, some strange soups and strange sandwiches and stuff. It's usually, and you can almost always bet it's going to involve something spicy. What was the strangest sandwich you made? Uh, I made, I made something one time. I called the burn burger. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually, we don't actually eat meat. We're uh, vegetarians, but uh, the plant-based, you know, impossible kind of stuff is good. We get these things called grillers. And they're plant-based meat. It's not like the spicy bean stuff. We don't like that. But um, the plant-based meat. I made it, and I put 
I put some hot sauce, um, and then I put some Diablo sauce from Taco Bell on it because oh, yeah. they sell that they sell that stuff in the bottle. And I had jalapenos on it, and of course I had to put cheese on it. Cheese has to be on anything I make. And uh, and then I took these. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the haunted ghost pepper chips made by Pocky. Oh yeah. Uh, I took some of those and put them on the bottom, and put a couple on the top and crunched. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was good. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts has a ghost pepper donut for yeah. Halloween out. Yeah, we want to try that. The ghost pepper donut. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I imagine it's probably not too hot. It's probably a good blend of like sweet, spicy, strawberry icing, and it tastes like a spicy one of those candies that are like hot candies. Yeah, like the red hots. Or red hots, yeah. I don't imagine they would put too much ghost pepper into a into a donut. Yeah, I think that little, I think little sprinkles of it. Yeah. I I made um. I made ghost pepper soup one time. I had some ghost peppers and I put that and I put all that same stuff, the Diablo sauce and uh, just all the hot stuff I could find and some chili powder in, in the soup. It was vegetable soup. And I put all that in and man, it was hot and it was good. I like spicy food. It's going to probably punch a hole in my stomach one day. But, you know. One time I made like a sandwich of peanut butter and pickles. Peanut butter and pickles. That's interesting. I'm going to have to try that, man. It was interesting. Yeah, was it any good? I liked it. I like peanut butter and pickles. So. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I like the hot pickles. I wonder how that would taste with peanut butter. Hot pickles. I like the bread and butter pickles. Yeah, those are good. Pickles are good. Texas Roadhouse pickles are good. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse fried, fried pickles. pickles. Do y'all have a Texas Roadhouse out there where you're at? Yeah. Yeah, have you ever tried their fried pickles? Oh, yeah, they're real good. Dip them like ranch or something? Yeah, yeah, you can't. I, I, we've eaten whenever someplace. Zaxby's is terrible. Oh, Zaxby's fried pickles are crap. Uh, yeah. Their spicy fried mushrooms are excellent, though. But anytime somebody has fried pickles, we try them. And, you know, nothing outside of that. We're not real big Texas Roadhouse fans, but they're fried pickles, man. You can't beat them. They're they're just the best. We're hungry. Yeah, I know. No, we're probably gonna eat after this. <laughs> now, now I want to go. I want to get some fried pickles from Texas Roadhouse. Get a chocolate coke. And a chocolate coke. Oh man, sounds so good. <laughs> this is what we used to do. This uh, where I used to work. I used to work for Geek Squad City, the the repair facility. Um, where all the computers go and yeah. uh, I worked in a department where you basically we just sat around and tested hard drives and uh, we would talk about food oh, and start talking about food conversations and we'd all be like man we're hungry man what's for lunch <laughs> I was always brought my lunch but still I just sit and talk about food and all the restaurants that was like that's probably like the only thing the entire departments could agree on is talk about food other than that, there was always some kind of drama. Well, yeah, it's like that. My work all the time. Yeah, always drama until you talk about food. Food brings everybody together. <laughs> I, I don't work. Like, I work by myself. But there's other people around me, but in my department, I'm by myself. And there's, like, drama going on all the time, but I have no idea what's going on. So, like, yeah, you're... Work, I, was, I was working. 
Yeah, like you're in the best position, man. If you don't have to be a part of it, you're in the best spot. I don't like that stuff. I don't like being part of drama. It's, it's no fun. And like a, do you ever do you remember? Do you ever have like a quarterly reviews? Or, or, oh yeah. Yeah, that's like bosses try like reviews of your like work or something like that. Yeah, the quarterlies, and they. But it's like it's more about how they feel about you personally than it is yeah, about your it's job. Yeah, them trying to play like psychiatrist. Yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, yeah. The, it's like they're trying to be your psychiatrist and tell you how to behave. It's like, yeah. look, I'm just here to do a job. I'm not here to be anything right. other than doing their job. It's the like. I remember we worked. Me and my husband worked at the same place, and I told me and my supervisor we would get into it a lot. I don't even care if he listens to it. Yeah. those people like to you know they're they watch our pages and stuff but yeah. um i remember he would tell me how i should act and stuff and i'm like no yeah it's like um if i'm not causing a disturbance then you don't need to tell me how to behave you know yeah i'm here to do a job i'm not here to be anybody's friend right exactly it's like it's, the place is already miserable enough you don't want to be there so you don't want to be part of drama you know? it's just like you're there to make money, get a paycheck. Right. Either have a career, is that's going to be your career, or it's just there for a paycheck at this point. That's what you know in life, you know. Yeah, that's it, and that's why I try to tell them, be like, I'm just here for a paycheck. I'm not here to be the company's golden boy. I'm not here to be everybody's pal. Right. I'll do my job. When I say I'm here for a paycheck, that's all I'm here for. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna earn my paycheck. I went to school at uh, University of Louisville for like three years of like psych psychology. Yeah, and um, I know when people are like, you know, well they want to browbeat you. The yeah, bosses in a lot of those places they want to browbeat you and and make you fear them. And I'm sorry, that just never works with me. I'm I'm totally anti-corporatist. So. Me too. Right. I'm, I'm, that's my that's my hot. Everybody's got their political hot button, and that's mine. Mine is corporatism. If you and got a good head on your shoulders, you just won't let those people get to you. Yeah, people need to stand up to those people. And, you know, you got to know your own self worth, and your self worth isn't determined by your boss. Right. Yeah, we got we got a lot of brown nosers at my job. Oh my God, they're everywhere, man. I tell you, I swear, when I worked at Geek Squad City, I'd never seen so many brown nosers in my life and it was it was it was pathetic like <laughs> so glad to be free of that place but yeah it was bad and i don't i have i have no respect for a brown noser if you genuinely like your boss then yeah be cool with him i mean you shouldn't go around trying to make your boss your enemy if they're nice and you like them and you respect them then act like it but hey. you can tell the, you can tell the difference between that and a brown noser yeah he's treating like everybody else yeah, exactly. If if I like my boss and I have respect for him, I'll I'll do I'll you know I'm going to do what they tell me anyway because they're my boss as long as it's within my job parameters. Yeah. And but and if I think they're cool, I'll talk to them. But if I don't, I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to them and act like I'm their friend. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know, forget that. Right. What was like the. How was um, Big Hero Six? Was it Big Hero? Thing? Big, Big Hero Six. I really liked that movie. It's just sad I don't remember 
I don't remember anybody that tripped his name. I remember Baymax. That's it. I told you he has brain fog. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally do have brain fog. It's part of one of my conditions. Yeah. Actually, a couple of them. But, but still, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's, they need to make a sequel. It's high time for one. Right. If you like Disney and the, you like Pixar, that's a it's a good movie to see. Yeah, they should make new ones. For how did it end? I forget. Um, Baymax ended up saving, saving the kid. And he let himself go into that. Where were they anyway? Like some kind of other dimension or something, or space? I don't remember where I they were. And he let himself go, but they saved his chip, so they made another Baymax. Isn't his, isn't Be, um, Betamax like his dad or something? Pretty much. I, what didn't his did his dad make Baymax? No, his brother did. It was his brother. His yeah, brother. His created. brother um, died in the fire, like the oh, creepy yeah. one with the mask. But, yeah. Yeah. He made Baymax. Looks so huggable. Yeah, yeah. We met we met a we met a Baymax character in Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> there's a picture of us. Place I'm carefully missing right now. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I've never been. I've never been there. Oh, it's fun. Uh, before I ever went, I thought it would be just like a place for kids, but it's not. It's really cool if you like Disney stuff. And well, they have adult. Stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of adult stuff to do. A lot of good restaurants. We were just talking about food. And they have a lot of good restaurants there. And, and if you're a vegetarian, they have so much stuff for us to eat. Yeah, you know? awesome. and they have a lot of fun rides and a lot of cool attractions. So it's it's a place for adults too. Yeah, I'm not so much on Universal Studios like. But I've been watching YouTube videos of the new Harry Potter park. When we went, we went when it first opened. And, oh, yeah. like, a lot of the employees were, like, really rude and stuff. Yeah, and it was, it well, was not I, an enjoyable experience yeah. at all. Oh, sorry. It was cool trying the butter beer, though, which isn't real beer. So. I made butter beer, though. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <clears throat> I would have to, like, make it a whole weekend. I can't just go for, like, a, a day. No, yeah, you gotta you gotta go for. Well, we we went to Universal Studios for just a day, but when we go to Disney World, we go for a few days. You gotta you gotta go. You can go for a week and still not get everything done. I mean, there's just so much to do. We like visiting the other hotels and because they all got themes. Oh yeah, pretty, riding the monorails fun. Going because they got they got their parks. We've never been to the well. Jenny's been to the water parks with. Her family in the past. I've never been to water park. I've only been to one. Yeah. Uh, River Country was uh, one of their water parks. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it was closed down because they had so many issues. They got the water from the lake, which I thought it was weird. And some child got really sick. Yeah, they have, that place is abandoned, uh, River Country. And they still play the music. But the music's still there, yeah. and all the stuff is still there. It's been abandoned for years, but they've never torn it down. That's, Why? It's something we talk about in our book, Be Our Ghost, which is about Disney haunts. I mean, why would they waste money by keeping the electricity on? Because <laughs> they got the money to burn. I don't know. I don't think. I think Disney's hurting for money right now. They done bought everything. Star yeah. Wars, Marvel, 
box. Well, they closed our Disney store here in Louisville, and I was angry. Yeah. yeah, they closed. They had a Disney store out here at the one of the malls, and they closed it down just recently. I wonder why. Nobody knows why, though. Because they're running out of money. That's why. Yeah. They done bought everything. They, you know, they spend over a billion dollars on Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, I think the parks closed right now, aren't they? Uh, Disneyland is, but Disney World is open. Yeah, the one in Florida is open. California has really strict um, guidelines for COVID. Yeah. There's talks about reopening, but I don't know if they're going to... There's rumor they're going to reopen for November for the Christmas season, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. There, isn't there talks about them moving to Texas? Yeah, there's another rumor that they're wanting... They're, like, sick of California's rules, and they're wanting to move to Texas. Yeah. Texas is more, more bent on being for the businesses, so they're probably more likely going to move there eventually. But it's okay. plenty of room, Texas. Yeah. It's so hot in Texas. Man. Well, yeah. there was another um, theme park they were going to base on the Jungle Book, but it was, I think it was in North Carolina, and they abandoned that hmm. because um, the city wouldn't let them, like, I don't know what happened. I have to read more into it. I, I've read it before about what happened, but they've tried to move to other areas. God, they could they could put one out here in Kentucky. There's enough flat land and empty land space. They might as well try it out here. <laughs> or Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> they should put one in Indiana. Yeah. I don't think there's like, any. No. Or they could probably pick anywhere in the Midwest. Yeah, it's like nothing. <laughs> like, well, that's that's where you're at, aren't you? Aren't you in the Midwest? Yeah, I'm, I'm Tennessee. In, oh, you're in the South. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you must be. What are you in? Like Western Tennessee? Uh, East Tennessee. Oh, East Tennessee. I didn't know you all were on on Central Time down there. Yeah. I know there's a spot in Kentucky. There's a certain areas of Kentucky that's on Central Time. I'm like a hour away from the time zone. Okay. Oh, you're close. You're close to the Bell Witch, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, we um, had to travel Kentucky to get Have you ever been there? Uh, no, but I want to. So I... Yeah, you should go because they have a really cool out behind the school, which is actually not a school anymore. It's their hit. Their was it like a museum and welcome center? Mm-hmm. Out behind there, they have the cabin and they have a bunch of other little old places. There's like an old town back there. It's just a few buildings, but it looks like an old town you would have seen in pictures from like the 1800s or something. Or even before that, obviously. But it was neat. Yeah, you should definitely go. Two hours away from me. 40. Take 40 for everything, apparently. Yeah. You ever been to, like, the 127 sale? Mm, I haven't been there. It's like a heat. It's like a giant guard sale. It was like, oh, all you went to, all you through 127, north and south. Oh, really? And it's like traffic. 
it's like really good for small businesses because like all the people there but it's like headache for traffic i bet it is it sounds sounds like something cool it's kind of like like a flea market of sorts but it's a big yard sale yeah of course those those are always good to try and set up i love flea markets always find cool stuff yeah you can always find a lot of goodies at the flea market Or some like Disney hot, some Disney ghosts. Oh, uh, there's quite. A, we're actually about to release a second edition of of our beer ghosts because we found a few more stories. You would tell them the favorite, the new ghost story from Which Disneyland one? with the grandma. Was it? Oh, this one's not actually a ghost story. See, in our um, in in beer ghosts, we have a few. We have a few chapters that aren't actually ghost stories they're just interesting legends like the one about the feral cats they keep around disneyland but there's one we found called the it's called the urn of grandma joyce where someone uh family basically was spreading ashes on the haunted mansion and they had to stop the ride but they couldn't find the people doing it and they couldn't find the ashes and then but later on after close they were looking outside where the fake graveyard is and some of the plants had been moved and they found an buried in the dirt and it said to our beloved grandma Joyce and they took the urn and put it up on the catwalk overlooking the, the cemetery scene on the inside and they uh, they had a little memorial for grandma Joyce yeah it was in the surveillance room for a while for months before they made that memorial this was in Disneyland but uh some of the Disney ghosts there's a there's one called Mr. One-Way who's supposed to ride Space Mountain and he always, he's always seen getting on Space Mountain in the video. But I personally think that's just a, a video glitch. There's um, the ghost of a boy who drowned on Tom Sawyer Island and uh, they think they can hear him swimming across the waters at night. Um, let's see, there's a ghost on... A ghost that appeared on the security camera for the Star Wars ride. Looks like the ghost of a little boy. Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror have quite a few ghosts. And uh, some of them are based on uncorroborated stories about people dying there. But then some of them are based on stories of actual deaths. Uh, One of them was about some guy who... I think it was a grad night prank decided he was going to jump the fence at Disneyland and, and, and climb onto the monorail track and he got hit by the he got hit by the monorail and died and they say that you can see his ghost running along the monorail sometimes oh, what about the and then there's the America Sings um, a couple weeks after America Sings opened in 1974 a woman named Debbie Stone was working there she was only 18 at the time and America Sings has a rotating theater and um, she got caught between the rotating audience part and a stationary wall and was crushed to death. And you can hear her scream on video. Yeah, and the, they believe that the, her ghost is still there warning people away from the wall, telling them to be careful. And mm-hmm. she's also there when at close. They can, people have seen her standing by the wall or uh, can hear her screams. Very different haunts like that. Hush. Hush. It's okay. Calm down. 
Yeah, we got we got two dogs as well, and they like to bark. Man. What would you do if you seen a ghost? You ever seen a ghost, personally? Yeah, uh, we've seen some questionable things. We've caught some questionable things, but I've always said, uh, being an open-minded skeptic, I believe most of it's residual energy. Uh, it's just a human energy left behind by people. Yeah. Um, it, like I said, if to ever be scared of one, it would have to be something monumental. It would have to be. Well, I can give you experience from my personal. Yeah. Uh, I on Waverly. Um, I didn't know about this. I was on top of the roof. We had a private tour. It was just us and other people who worked there. And I felt like something was about to push me off the roof. And apparently somebody uh, got pushed off the roof there. And we, that picture, you want to describe the picture, Jacob, that I took? Yeah, we captured this really strange image. the best way to describe it, someone in my workplace who saw the picture described it as a gorilla ghost because it looks like a ghost of something on its knuckles and it's got well shining eyes. And uh, I did see something with like shining eyes kind of following us around um, at a distance. I don't know what it was, but I definitely think there was some kind of spirit uh, left behind there. I think there's several spirits left behind at Waverly. And uh, but. Usually, I just I'm more curious. If I think I see a ghost, I want to I want to see it. You know, I try to go find it. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah, but it, it can leave you. I, I will admit, we've done some investigations at some places that were purported to be haunted, and it leaves you tired. Like it sucks energy out, and of course, that's the thing. Like when people who live some places that are haunted it's electromagnetic energy causing the phenomenon yeah and that, that stuff the people who live in those areas where there's a lot of electromagnetic energy end up sick you know and i think when you're dealing with spirits you're dealing with residual energy and i think that too can sap your energy and it you mentally. yeah and it can affect you mentally it's not really stuff that's supposed to be i don't think it's supposed to really be crossed over too much but um but that's kind of where we stand on it. We we see something and we're more curious. We don't go running and screaming like they do on TV or none of that none of that junk. Um, I almost did on one of the tours we just gave, but I thought I was a homeless person yeah, <laughs> in the graveyard. Yeah, there was there was something in the graveyard on one of our tours, but we're pretty sure it was a homeless person and not a ghost. And the tour, the people on the tour almost ran with me. <laughs> yeah, there was something walking around in one of the areas where there was supposed to be a ghost that walks around. And uh, and they took a picture with the flash. And the flash that caught a, caught a shadow of someone looked like someone coming through wearing a hat. And it wasn't me. I always wore a hat. But it wasn't me because I wasn't, I wasn't over there near where the picture was taken. I was standing a little bit away. And I'm thinking, because the ghost isn't supposed to be one wearing a hat <laughs> so i think it was just a homeless person in a hat that happened to be back there because there was homeless people that in the area that will stay in the graveyard sometimes because it's an abandoned graveyard what kind of hat was it it looked like it was just a small trilby hat like it had that kind of like what they what some people mistake as a small brim fedora but it was a trilby it's one of those little hats that's what it kind of looked like uh just in that but it was it's hard to really say for sure because it was a an elongated 
silhouette. So it was kind of really hard to pin it down exactly detailed, but that's just what get, it gives me the impression of a trilby hat. Reminds me of the story. That reminds me of the Hat Man. The Hat Man. Yeah. I don't know. I should know this one. Tell us about it. Tell us about the Hat Man. Hat Sounds man. interesting. Oh. I'm trying to think about it. Oh, uh, tells the scenes above the ninth. Uh, so what is or who? What is this is not new for the mom for about as long as written records have existed. People have described a frightening nighttime vision that paralyzes them with uh, sleep paralysis. Okay. Uh, the entity has stalked human beings throughout history, not merely within a particular society or during a certain time, says Shelley Adler in her books, Sleep Paralysis Nightmares. Nope. Uh, book plug. Okay. Uh, nightmares, Nasobos, and the Mind Body Connection. Uh, mom and Kenny Inuit, the word, I can't. I'm not gonna try. It's hard. Um, Is it kind of like one of those ghosts that, like they say, just appears randomly at times in different areas? It's like a ghost that shows up during sleep paralysis, and a lot of people have seen it. Okay. Is yeah. that like Bye Bye Man? I don't know. Bye Bye. The Bye Bye Man. That's a movie. We haven't seen that. Movie. They said they based that on some type of ghost story. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Sleep paralysis ghosts. That's interesting. That's an interesting subject to me because it's weird. Because I definitely think sleep paralysis can be a lot of haunts can be attributed to moments of sleep paralysis. But um, the the thing that's interesting about it is when you see the same when when different people are reporting the same entity. Yeah. That's weird. And it's kind of like um, this friend was telling this friend who I know who's into occult studies. Um, he was telling me about a certain drug that people do. It's an hallucinogen. Um, but when people do it, they're reporting seeing the same entities, the same quote-unquote gods and, and beings, higher beings. And these are people that are not even connected to each other, have reported seeing these same people on this, certain, on this one certain drug. And some people believe that's a different, it's a separate reality. Kind of like the old Don Juan books where they did peyote and they go to a separate reality. This is a different drug. So when you get into situations like that, when people are reporting the same happenings, the same incidents over and over, yeah, it could just be some people repeating information they heard, but I think that's highly unlikely. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it, definitely a strange phenomenon. Uh, I think they say, like, you can only make up faces of people you've seen in your dreams and stuff. And it's weird seeing like somebody you never seen before. Yeah, you just create like this random person out of nowhere and you see them in your dream. That is that is odd. Where do they come from? Right. Does it come from the creative part of your brain or does it come from something else? Because we don't fully understand the way the brain works a hundred percent. Well, there is a um I remember reading some type of article. It said there's a lobe or some type of area in your brain. They call it the heaven's gate or something. And scientists, or some type of reference to heaven or something. But um, I don't know the specific name, but it's been a long time ago since I read the article. But they don't know what, you know, 
what's the use for the that part of the brain so yeah so who knows that's what i'm saying they don't completely understand the workings all the mechanisms and how they work of the human mind and the human mind now you're getting into kind of my my beliefs about most paranormal events i always say i'm a parapsychologist by nature because um, i'm not an actually like studied educated one but not officially but i think like most i think humans can cause a lot of things with their minds that they don't realize and that's kind of like what they believe with exorcisms or possessions excuse me um parapsychologists believe like with exorcisms a lot of the phenomenon that happens like drawers opening or something falling over is actually caused by the human energy coming from the person who is alleged to be possessed no i have some thoughts on the exorcisms um the famous one that the poor girl from germany was it yeah, yeah. probably i don't i can't re- i think her name was emma but um yeah i think she had severe mental problems i think it was a form of schizophrenia mm-hmm. um i think she was influenced by religion you know she was you know dedicated to religion and when you have mental health problems that can mix in with your beliefs and you know you can't help it but i think stuff happened to her with her was it her father yeah i think so yeah and i don't think he was a good man but i think that's what happened with that i i think there was no possession of a demon i think that poor girl yeah i think all possession is is mental illness but when they make things move i think that's the human energy argument and i would like to do a book about exorcisms and mental illness yeah i, I don't too. think that's dumb, been done before well yeah and it's and it, people really need to talk about that i mean i know some people want to believe in the supernatural and, I, and i'm not here to tell anybody that demons don't exist because right, I, right. I don't know i don't believe in them but i don't know but you know, i think but. there needs to be a point where you need to recognize it's mental illness you know right and what influence okay like how you define like, like you know, emily it, rose she was mentally ill yeah that's the girl i'm talking about i called her emma but um like your environment influences what defines like she was a religious girl you know and her father did some things to her i right. think and and anybody and anybody who already possesses some type of schizophrenia or ocd that stuff can really be triggered by religion oh there's nothing wrong with religion I, i'm not saying that what i'm saying is the obsession yeah, they can be obsessed um, with witchcraft. Yeah, they can be any yeah, any religion. Yeah. When you become obsessed with religion, you're becoming obsessed with with faith. You're becoming obsessed with a mythology, and and I call it a mythology because it hasn't been proven that any of it exists. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. So I don't want to offend anybody who may believe in it because right, I'm not right. saying that. But at, at current time, it's a mythology, and when you become obsessed with that, you can start thinking anything. Like and it doesn't matter what religion. It doesn't matter if it's Christianity. It doesn't matter if it's the Norse religion. It doesn't matter. It's still mythology. Yeah. Okay. What about like when some like instance of possession, like they know stuff about other people, have like like rumors around town they can possibly know about. I I believe. Well, my thing is like schizophrenia or any type 
or like a personality disorder or something like that. Like they play on people's emotions and fears, you know. And schizophrenia are known. I mean, that's what the Joker was. They're known right. to be really good liars. But I just think I don't know. It's really a hard debate. When it comes to people knowing things that they should, they couldn't possibly know. I do believe in psychic intuition, and the reason I believe in it is because I've experienced it and I've witnessed it. And I don't have any proof of it, but you know, no skeptic's going to convince me that they're. I'm not saying people can go pick the lottery numbers. Not obviously not. People would be doing that left and right, right? Yeah. But um, there is a psychic intuition, and I think that could somehow be related to that human energy, um, because I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat in a pickle about this because I don't believe in the possibility of someone seeing something that hasn't happened well, but I do believe that it's like someone speaking Latin what if they've heard Latin once it's in the back of their brain your brain absorbs everything tongue, you yeah. know, in terms. so if you've heard those rumors someone who shouldn't have known those rumors might have already heard those rumors once and it's just in the back of their brain and it comes out when they're having their fit having their possession my um well, you talking about intuition. Remember, my mother has stage four cancer. And um, I guess you could say I knew she had, I don't want to sound, you know. Like, no, Jenny definitely has psychic intuition. Um, I remember I remember telling Jacob, I was in the middle of the store. I said, there's something wrong with my mom. I said, I feel like my mom's about to die. And um, she went in the hospital and she had a massive tumor. tumor her intestines yeah and they removed it they um, thought she was gonna they thought she would be dead by now she's still yeah. alive but yeah we were walking through the vendor city flea market and i remember jenny hadn't spoken to her mom in quite some time and she just said i feel like something's wrong with my mom like she's really sick like she's gonna die and then we found out that she had been diagnosed with cancer and it was a late stage four cancer and they thought she was gonna die and that's not the only time Jenny's shown psychic intuition. And that's why I say she, you can't possibly know those. She, there's no way she knew that. There's no possible way she knew that. So I don't know what I think it is, but I, it definitely exists. I'm still, I'm still debating that one with myself. Do you think it'd be possible, like, to be um, remote viewing, instance of a remote viewing? Yeah, I do believe in that. I've, and there's been people that have helped um, police officers find bodies and evidence that they couldn't have possibly known about. Remote viewing, I would definitely believe in that. It's just, uh, it's just being, to me, it's kind of like being in touch with the energy of the earth. Um, I think some people have the ability to be in touch with certain energies, and some people just don't. And it's like any other ability. Some people can sing and other people can't. You know? Yeah watching harry potter recently and i made a joke i said <laughs> i'm like the harry potter of the psychic world <laughs> yeah the, the harry potter they, they stick her under the stairs yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah <clears throat> but yeah i definitely believe in remote viewing it's, it's already been pretty much there's enough evidence to believe in it. yeah i think at this point if someone writes it off as not existing they're just being closed-minded because some people are just willfully ignorant about things. Yeah, I think I know the government like looked into it real 
for a while. They had a program called uh, uh, was it Pegasus or something like that. Um, the movie Man with Derek Goat. Have you seen yeah. that one? Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, um, I it exists, you know, like yeah. They made a comedy out of it, but it's still it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that came from MK Ultra stuff. Yeah, the MK Ultra tests. All the acid or, or the LSD. Yeah. Well, there's a reason the government conducts tests like that because they know it exists. They're just trying to harness the ability. Because of course, what else? I mean, when when the MK Ultra was going on, um, you know what was what was going on in America? We were locked in the Cold War, and yeah. you were able to make somebody remote view. Well, then that if they could remote view what the Russians were doing, then they would known what's going on. So the government knows stuff like that exists. They just don't want to talk about it because they don't want other countries trying to get into it. <coughs> yeah, and Russia was like, uh, is talking crap about what they can do just to see what yeah. we would do to respond to it. It's funny. Yeah, it, it was a big measuring stick competition yeah. between between America and Russia. That's all the Cold War was. I don't think either side ever planned on doing anything. Obviously not. I wonder. Like, I don't know, like, we were allies back in World War II. Somehow, I don't think because communi- communi- communism came up, I guess. Yeah, there that was. There was like, was like a. What's the uh, Trumbo? I haven't seen Trumbo. No, I, I, I wanted to see that. That's great. Communism, yeah, they had like the Vietnam War and then communism got real big. All that stuff. That's still a, that's still a scary word for a lot of people. They're still scared of that. I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. But, um, but my, my thing was systems don't necessarily fail the people running them do yeah any system can work if you got good people doing it and any system can fail if you got bad people doing it so that's just kind of my opinion i'm uh i agree with you i'm just here to go with the flow when it comes to that kind of stuff capitalism socialism communism you know i'm just like whatever well my bills are paid right exactly (laughs) <laughs> there you go. I ain't got time to worry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to find this. You guys remember a story about like a boy he had like a a, a ghost friend it was a girl, and he like would tell like disappear, and show up on another side of town or something. No, I didn't know about that. I'm trying. I heard about it. I can't remember. It came from. I know that one. I'm surprised that one slipped by us. As much as we watch these uh, YouTube channels, well, these ghost stories, and as much reading up as we do on all these ghost stories around the world, I'm surprised that one's got by us. I feel like we heard about the Hat Man before. Now that you mentioned him being a sleep paralysis, I feel like he popped up on a YouTube video at some point or another. Like Marvel characters. I 
keep getting like Marvel characters trying to look it up. Like Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can do that. He can pop up somewhere else. Well, uh, yeah, he had a friend. He, like, they start, like, being tired all the time, being cranky and stuff. But it was with this girl. I guess she was supposed to be a demon or something. She like, he'd feel better. And hang out with her. Right? Right. But you like disappear when you go hang out with her. And um she's like a like a, like a little girl, but they took her to a church and she looked at the girl and he was she was all like all messed up looking. I was like, Oh no. So uh, it was like he would disappear when he'd hang out with her and then he'd show back up later somewhere else? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know about that one. Sounds like a good story. To end up in a in one of our ghost books. I have to do more research on that one. I remember I heard it from. Oh, it's not like somebody paranormal podcast it's hard to keep track where right i hear stuff from yeah that's 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 us we we read so much do so much online research and watch all these videos and you just can't keep track of it all that's like we we were doing interviews for be our ghost and yeah and some of the questions i couldn't even i couldn't even remember like we write so much stuff and read so much stuff uh some a lot of the stuff we'll write it down and it'll just completely fall out of my mind and because i move on to the next one and then i'm just kind of like i'm straining to remember things and like this kentucky book we're working on <laughs> that's that thing's going to be huge with all kind of all kinds of ghost legends from kentucky and i know there's no way in heck i'm going to remember all those <laughs> So I have a question for you. If we ever did an online convention, would you be interested in participating? Yeah. Yeah, we thought about looking into setting one up. It'd be fun. Hopefully we'll be able to do that. Maybe in the next few months. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how well the online conventions are, are doing. They're doing pretty well. Are they doing well? Yeah. Because nobody can go to one. <laughs> yeah. How do online conventions work? I don't know. I guess I guess they just. It's a so, lot of Skype. Yeah, I think it's a lot of yeah. Skype and Zoom and stuff like that. No, yeah. Probably not Zoom. Skype. Yeah, I would think Skype. A lot of Skyping. The interacting in groups and stuff. Yeah, I guess the. Vendors just set up there and you scroll through the pages. Yeah. We would have to make a page for it. Yeah. It'd be a lot of technical jargon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what was like one what's your favorite crypt like what would be one cryptic you want to meet? Um I don't know, Matt. For me, I think the one Oh, I believe in the most would have to be the Yeti or Bigfoot. I don't yeah. know if I'd ever want to meet them. But the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, the Loch Ness Monster. That'd be cool if the Loch Ness Monster existed. 
Okay. But there are a lot that I like. There's one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, a, a fish-like creature that stands on land, or is a frog. And oh, the, he had like a... The Frogman the, of Ohio? The Frogman of Ohio. Yeah, he has yeah, like a little wand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a frog wizard. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> the frog wizard. Um, the Alabama Metal Man's an interesting one. I think that was just some lunatic in a weird suit, but but uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one. We're 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 going to embark on a giant cryptid book, so looking forward to that one. I was wanting to make like a cryptid book as like a cookbook. Like, a cryptid or, cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. So you should um, submit it to Anubis Press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Call it the Bigfoot, Bigfoot pie. Like a uh, Bigfoot burgers. And yeah, yeah. Big, there you go. Bigfoot burger and can be shaped like a foot. Yeah. That'd be kind of hard to do. Though. Yeah. It, yeah, it would. <laughs> that'd, be real, that'd be real hard to do. I was just thinking about trying to flip it in the grill. I'd probably break it apart. <laughs> probably. Yeah, you should do that. We would love to publish something like that. Yeah, that would be neat. It would be like the Loch Ness hot dog. I don't know. Loch Ness salad. Yeah. Or seafood or something. Yeah, it could be seafood. Yeah. yeah. The Loch Ness taco. Be like a fish taco. Yeah. Oh, what are you sure? Like, your pe- like what's, what are you staying? Like, what are you staying on? Like, on the position of like if you ever see a bigfoot should you kill it or not i think i don't know i think bigfoot is quite possibly real but there's been so many sightings and there's been a lot of evidence gathered but and there's been odd but the thing is there's never been a body found and that's and i don't and i think the minnesota Iceman is bs i don't, I don't oh, know yeah, that's but uh yeah it's bs yeah complete bs but um i do uh I do think, I do find it weird. You think there would be a body, but there have been some really odd bones. And but you gotta think maybe where they go off and die, they might go off and die in remote places that no one ever really goes to. But you do think that there would be some bone, there would be a full body found by now. But there have been bones of giants found. Oh yeah, uh, like everywhere. So, so that could very well be the Bigfoot that we're looking for. So, who knows? Yeah, and people. Yeti, there's Yeti. Yeti. Yeah, I think it. I can't wait to but the get Yeti to Yeti. Yeah, I can't wait to get to Yeti once I get to like Himalayas and stuff. Yeah. But you think uh, people say that like, oh, reef ain't real because we never find body. But you think about it, we never find bodies of like any predators, like wolves or cougars or anything like that either. I mean, sometimes they have a hard enough time finding bodies of missing people. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and people are in, in the world in abundance. But um, to find the bones of a, something as elusive as Bigfoot, because they're obviously very elusive. They they know they want to keep to themselves. They're aware of man. And, yeah, there's just... And, and I think that they have found bodies, those bones of giants and everything. I'm... I'm thinking that's Bigfoot, and there could still be some out there. Remote, they're probably almost extinct if they're even still living, 
but I do think at least at one point Bigfoot was real. Yeah, I think he's still out there. Well, have you heard about the type of Bigfoot story? I don't know the full extent of it. Um, there was army helicopters. It's in the Bigfoot Museum in Georgia. This took place in Georgia. The Bigfoot. There was supposedly Bigfoot like attacked the people that were in the military, and they had like the remains from the helicopter. So I don't know. Yeah, that's when people are like, well, there's no evidence to support it. There's a ton of evidence for Bigfoot. Nobody just believes any of it. People are just dismissing it all. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that Bigfoot very well may be real. It's not ironclad proof. It's not proof positive that he exists, but there's enough evidence to support the idea that he does or that he did at least once. Yeah, there's uh, I'll take forensics, right? And the way to put it is like, there's definitely something here that's unknown that we can't, we can't really explain it. There's some other, like the big the feet, like we have to like compare the feet to another source, but we can't. That's why I can't really do anything yeah. with it. I'm willing to believe in a lot in the possibility of certain sea creatures too because the sea is so vast and deep that there's a lot of I don't believe in the Loch Ness Monster but I mean like out in the actual ocean there's this one um, it's not Bigfoot or anything but this is pretty creepy okay there's this body in um, Mexico they keep you know like in a casket because she's like some type of holy figure or something Mm -hmm. in the religion and it's on YouTube. She, this body moves its head, and you can see movement in the eyes. Then it opens its eyes. Yeah, like this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on one of those top fives or top tens. And I'm going to find that tonight, and I'm going to share it on Frightening Voids because that was terrifying. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting story. And, um,. You know, I wanted to become a mortician, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't see any physical way that would be possible after after that long. No, uh, yeah, especially with, especially with like rigor mortis and everything. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, with rigor mortis, it would be to have movement. Board. You know, I know sometimes they'll put wax on the arms and stuff like that to preserve the bodies in the casket what is that one guy they keep laid out and like the only thing that um that it's some russian leader yeah i don't remember um oh, god um, it's gonna kill me if i don't remember uh, it no it was rasputin rasputin yeah. yeah they still have his body but he's not that he doesn't have his whole body it's he doesn't just, and he doesn't move yeah well it's a basically a like a mannequin and it's just his face like yeah. it's so gross yeah. Rasputin's crazy. See, Rasputin's <laughs> like nuts. Yeah, and if Rasputin's dead body doesn't move, no one else should be moving either. So, yeah. Rasputin was like the dark sorcerer. They like cleaned his like skin. It's really like, yeah. I'm gonna get to like a what's his name? Who's that? One guy, he's like real Crowley, yeah. Yeah, Crowley. Him and uh, 
who was the telescope guy? The Galileo? Um, Hubble. Oh, Hubble. Okay, I was say Galileo. I don't think Galileo. Yeah, the Hubble scope. Yeah. Like him and somebody else, like, trying to some stuff. They try to yeah, like, summon some. Yeah, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, then he opened a door to the other dimension or something like that. I don't know how I feel about that stuff. I think occult studies are fascinating, and I like to read about the stuff. But I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you gotta think. Um, you think an ancient creature is gonna waste their time on him? Right. That's what. That's kind of my thing. Like yeah. these ancient creatures are not. Why would they bother? Yeah. Coming to someone like Aleister Crowley, he was a <laughs> he was a crackpot, you know. Like you would think they would do it to somebody with power or something. Yeah, well, Aleister Crowley thought he had power because there's a lot of people that said that he uh, lied about a lot of stuff too. I'm more of an Elifus Levy Levi guy. I, I like him because he doesn't. He was more just into the. He was just wanting. He was wanting to know, have knowledge about the occult, and just read about it and know about it, but not actually participate in any of these wacky rituals and stuff. Mm-hmm. To, to open doors to other dimensions, which I'm going to be honest, I don't really believe in that stuff. Dimensions? Yeah, I mean, I believe in the possibility of other dimensions, but I don't believe some guy has the power to open the doors. Like oh, yeah. specific power, like only he yeah, can do it. I don't believe in that. I think it'll take too much energy to do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not Merlin, okay? Yeah, he's not Merlin the Magician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there are some people into the golf culture, and they really, like, think he's the shit or whatever. Excuse yeah. my language, but they really make me mad. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think, well, and plus, Crowley also allegedly, like, killed, he said that he killed children or something. And oh, and who wants to he's probably lying but who would lie about something like that who would go around saying that you know like piece of shit yeah Yeah. exactly and pretty much you know he's worse than Anton LaVey at least Anton LaVey was just a con man you know he just conned a bunch of people another um con man the lizard alien guy oh David Icky or Ike or Ike what is his name the reptilian elite guy oh yeah that guy yeah that guy yeah that guy (laughs) yeah I don't I I don't don't know. know What are your thoughts on that? Uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I agree. I think it's dumb. I don't, uh, I don't... Oh my god. I was watching a thing. It was... I used to be really into the Jesse Ventura, um, conspiracy oh, Jesse show. Ventura... He, he, oh, he, what happened? You got disconnected. Uh, I hear you. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, um, he really chewed him out, but it... But there was, like, this thing where this woman that her parents were on another planet and she was communicating them in lizard and like she was like talking this gibber gibberish. It's just gibber jabber. Yeah, and like that's what I'm talking about. Mental illness is bad. And that's again you know? that's another faith based thing, the reptilian elite. Yeah, like that's that was bull, you know? Jesse Ventura basically made him look like an idiot. He couldn't answer Jesse's questions or anything. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's all nonsense. Yeah. Look, I'm uh, willing to believe in the Anunnaki. I'm willing to believe in that theory, or at least entertain. Yeah. But this reptilian elite garbage, I'm just not buying it. Yeah, like, I, I think anybody who believes in that hasn't ever been to like the DMV or anything. 
<laughs> For real. So yeah. inefficient. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a reptilian elite, that's where they'd work. For real. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. I think it's nuts. People think Zechariah Sitchin's nuts. Uh, no, that guy was nuts. David Icky. <laughs> oh, Jesse Ventura is a candidate for U.S. president. Oh, is he running for I president? I didn't even know that. I didn't know that either. See, if he would have campaigned and ran, people might have voted. Now, he's too, people would think he's too much of a crackpot. They wouldn't have voted for him. Well, wearing leather vest and winking on his campaign page. So what are your thoughts on dimensions? Hello? People can be in touch with others. Certain energy. And that could be where intuition comes from. I lost you there for a second. That's the first part. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of the graveyard where the guy's going... It's a graveyard in Michigan. Okay, and the guy's going down the hill. And he's got it in neutral. And it's like somebody's pushing him. Or it's not going down the hill. What is he doing? He's pushing him back up the hill. Oh, it's pushing him up back the hill. His car's rolling back up the hill. And it's in neutral. Yeah. It's weird. And it only happens when he stops at this specific tree with the tree stop. I wonder if that's interdimensional. See, I think that there's ways that energy from other dimensions can cross into the world. I, I don't, I don't um, discount or dismiss the idea of other dimensions. I just don't think Aleister Crowley can open, could open doors to them. No. But I do think that psychic intuition may come from other dimensions. There might be dimensions that are ahead of us. Okay, we've done conventions before. I had this crazy psychic lady. Um, she came up to me, you know, uh, once they hear, like, I do. Yeah, you sent a message. Are you still there? Yeah, you went offline for a minute. Uh, okay. I was going to say, have you seen the case about um, the Chris Watts murders? I might have. Remind me, though. Okay, um... He murdered his whole family. Uh, he choked his wife. And he put his two kids, his two babies, into two different separate oil tanks. And he buried his wife beside them. There is a, um... If you YouTube it now, there is a... A video of... Cops going into... It's real cop footage. Their cameras or whatever... And you could see this weird figure that has no head, and she's walking down the stairs, and it looks like a little girl behind her peeking out. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that's definitely residual energy. And usually, when there's spirit like that, they've had. I told him before I even knew about the Chris Potts case, they had trauma to their um, to that area. And that's 
probably why her head was missing. How come you don't think, um, like, there isn't, like, ha hauntings are usually based off, like, really dramatic events happening and it leaves residual energy? How come you don't think there's, like, like happy energy? Oh. It's residualized. Oh, there is definitely happy. Energy. Oh, there's definitely happy energy. I don't. I don't believe. We don't believe that it has to just be traumatic events. People's energy can just be left behind from living in a house for a long time. Or they could still be there. That's yeah. my theory. I like. I believe Shannon. That case I'm telling you about, how her husband murdered her. Um, she's done. Like, there's been ghost hunters that done spirit boxes with her, and it sounds like her voice. It, she used to do. Uh, Facebook Live. She was like a type of sales person or something, but I do do believe there's it's I it's nothing that we can understand, but there's just something out there, you know. I, I, we definitely believe that people have happy energy left behind yeah. too. Residual energy can come in many forms. I had an EVP once. Um, one of our first early ghost hunting and um there's a children's spirit i said said i was like i had a camera i said say cheese and you can hear a kid say cheese yeah and um that's the thing like i guess for dramatic purposes the television shows and all that they focus on oh there was a horrible murder here there's a horrible death here or they're like this demonic when... creatures were summoned in the basement of this yeah. house Okay, this is the thing about me. The reason why I don't, well, I don't know. I'm sure Jacob feels the same way. That the I, there's, we have friends that do ghost hunting, but the ghost hunters around here, they're really, um, I don't know, very cheesy. And this is how they are when they're ghost hunting. Will you open the door? Can yeah. you close the door? You know, yeah, they're, not, they're not gonna. They're not there to serve you and do yeah. tricks on your yeah. Yeah. Your best way, like my personal opinion, is, and I know it's time tested and people do this, but going into a place, setting up all this electronic equipment, all over the house, is not necessarily going to cause the ghost to do anything. And if anything, it's going to interfere with their ghost energy because once you set up all those electronic devices, the area is not clean. You're, you've got all this electronic energy floating through the air. And a lot of that stuff they capture may be energy from those electronic devices. So yeah. you've contaminated the entire area with 400 cameras and all these grid cameras and all this bull crap. My personal opinion, and I'm pretty sure Jenny agrees because we don't like to ghost hunt that way. Just go in with a camera, go in Be with yourself. a go in with a spirit box, yeah. go in with an electronic uh, EVP thing. Just go in and do it that way. And act like they're still in here and with the living. Be normal. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you you set up people waste all this time setting up all this camera and all this all these devices, and they watch 14 hours of footage, and we've got pictures. And we've had videos of responses on a spirit box in less time than that. And, of course, the people with all these goofy devices, they'll say, well, the spirit box isn't a real ghost hunting device. All right, for one, there is no such thing as real ghost hunting device because, two, it's a pseudoscience. Ghost yeah. hunting is not a science. It's a pseudoscience. So 
put that stuff aside. It's a study, sure. It's, you can do it from a scientific perspective, sure. But if, if you can catch an EVP, you can catch a, something on the voice box. You know, and Ovulus, that's a good device to use. You go in there and you're hanging, you're creating all this electronic energy by hanging cameras and setting up sound devices and setting up all this stupid crap. All you're doing is interfering with your own investigation. You don't need all that crap. It looks good on TV. It looks good to, for ratings and all that, but it's just rubbish, in my opinion. I like to, it's like, if I went ghost hunting, I like to do like one place for like a long time and see if like, if, if it's see if like test it visual or not, and see if they can remember. Or, or, or conversations if anything comes up or anything like that yeah that would be interesting and it's good to work a same spot over and over and over yeah that's what you do you collect more evidence and and essentially you're never going to convince a skeptic so you might as well just be doing it for yourself and for the community because that's yeah. the only people that's listening you know and i think that's the problem a lot of these ghost hunters get into wanting to convince skeptics buddy you're not going to and I think yeah. that's what I had issues when we really started doing it was like they were um, trying to insult my character, you know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, you're not the expert. Like, I actually went to college for the, you know, for psychology. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me what's what, you know, they tried to make fun of her because she went to graveyards to do to do investigations. And they're like, Ghosts aren't going to be at the graveyards. They're not going to stay there where their bodies are. Oh, bull crap. You don't know that. That's You catch stuff. There's all kinds of stories about haunted graveyards. You catch stuff in graveyards because that's where their energy is. The local ghost hunters gave me a, a nickname Graveyard Girl. So. And, and, and we've caught stuff in graveyards. You know, it's just, it's the paranormal community really needs to work together and not work against each other because you get. You get this paranormal. You get these paranormal groups, and I'm not saying all of them are like that because there are some very nice people. Yeah. But you get some of these groups where every other group's evidence is wrong, but their evidence is right. And they have no background in like anything. Yeah. They're just like nothing, you know. It's like and that's the people that we don't like. The people who are like, oh well, your orb is just dust, but my orb over here, this is why mine is better. Yeah, and their their, their orb looks exactly the same as your orb. Yeah, their evidence or the is exactly, cigarette smoke. Or they have cigarette smoke, and they're like, well, you didn't really catch anything. This is what I caught. Dude, that's cigarette smoke. Don't BS me. I'm not stupid. That's your That that light that's showing through the window is a reflection of your flash, you know? And those are the people that make the community look bad. Um, paranormal hunters, ghost hunters who work together, that's better. You know, you need to work, or just work by yourself and don't insult everybody else. Because it puts a bad taste in other people's mouths, you know. It's just—it's like they have to establish they are the expert of everything, but they have. There's no expertise. This yeah. Is an un, this is an. Un, there's no schooling, and there's no proof that of anything exists. Yeah, beware of anyone who says they can teach you to be a ghost hunter. Beware yeah. of anyone who says that. I mean, I say if there was like a centralized uh, data source, like people can submit all their evidence to one. Things everybody can look at. I knew a crappy ghost hunter. You know, um, she well, she was a crappy ghost hunter. Yeah. Uh, she worked with Taps, and Taps yeah. let her go because she would take people's evidence 
and she wouldn't show the head guy. Yeah. Yeah, this was years ago before they were on TV. I was like, what a turd. Yeah. When she told me this and she was like, well, they didn't have real stuff. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Yeah, she was real big yeah. about this. What? She went, she went to take, show the stuff to the guy. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. that's what, and, and me and her were always going at it. And I'm just like, who are you? You know, like, these people drive me nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We went into the paranormal community wanting to meet people and talk to people about ghosts you know, and get along with people. Yeah, I have something that and, you have in common with somebody. And people just, they were just trying to crap on us and keep us from doing it. And we're just like, whatever, we'll just do it by ourselves. And that's what we did. And that's what we did. Because <laughs> that's what we do. If we get into a community and the people are crappy towards us, we're just like, we'll just do it on our own. That's what we did with our publishing company. That's what, you know, so... You know, we get into communities and we don't like the way people act. We don't need them. We just go on and do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the forensic is like withholding evidence. That's a big no-no. Yeah. So you would think that you'd have some respect with the ghost evidence and she would not want to withhold it. But, you know, luckily that's not, luckily for her, that's not, there's no legal consequences to that. But it just makes no, she's known as the turd of the yeah, it just makes you look like a total idiot. Yeah. What was like the What was like the yeah. smart smartest like I I seen also like EVPs and then like What was like the clearest EVP session you ever had? Well, that's easy for me to say. Which one? The the uh, magician. Oh, for magician. you? Oh, for us, period. Oh, okay. I think, do you want to tell the story? Or you want me to? You can tell it. Okay. I think the best EVP that's ever been caught when we've done anything, Jenny was doing a spirit box session at the... It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. At, at the magician's grave. There's a magician buried in Cape Hill Cemetery in Louisville. He was the Frito-Lay magician. Um, his name was Harry Collins. And he was actually Lance Burton's uh, mentor. But... uh one time we visited his monument and he had a bunch of pennies and cards people put around his grave and they got her and someone else got some interesting responses there but uh we went back a second time and someone had cleaned the grave up and she turned on the spirit box and she was standing before him and she she stepped right up to his monument and said where's all your stuff and you could clearly hear a voice on the spirit box say, that's too close. And I think that was probably the best. But we've had some other pretty good um, spirit box sessions. We like to use a spirit box session in like the uh, Ovulus app. O- Ovulus. Yeah. And that's really cool Spirit box that works like is that the one with that it goes between different radio channels and it picks up from between the static? Yeah, that's the one that's by the the ones I call the the real serious paranormal investigators don't accept that as as a scientific device, so they don't. But EVPs are so whatever. But yeah, that's what that is. I I guess I guess it's EVPs they pick up um. Like electric magnetic energy, right? Right. So, do you think it could be 
like electromagnetic energy coming in from another dimension? Maybe. I mean, I think that's possible. I be- Anything possible. I believe that before I believe in intelligent haunt. Yeah. I just, I just, I just believe once people are gone, they're gone. I don't believe that there's. But Jenny believes differently. No, I think don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had a. Uh, we visit graveyards and they've remembered who we were. Um, they will say their first name and their last name because they want their families. It's really sad. I do have to admit there have been some intelligent responses to our questions asked before, but I also believe in that we can manipulate human energy, residual energy with human energy. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe in that. I'd like to believe in the life after death. I've had yeah. family members that I've, we've had responses from. My mom's, uh, her ex, when he, her, his dad died, her, oh, his mom died when he was little, and she said that he said uh, he saw her after she, her funeral up on the stairs. Yeah, you get a lot of stories like that. When they first passed away, that's the best time for um, contact. Yeah, we did have a lot of psychics will be like, um, there's nobody, you know, at the funerals. They're not at their funeral, blah, blah, blah. Funeral home is the most haunted place. Yeah, they're going to go to those. They're going to have their energy left. there. That's um, their body, you know. Think of bodies. Think of bodies. Oh, my. Um, do you see the autopsy of Jane Doe? We saw it, but I don't remember it. Did we see it? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember watching he fell it. Asleep. Oh, <laughs> I have a tendency to do that some, sometimes. Oh yeah, me too. Especially during movies. Really she like they found a body in this house, of her whole family got murdered, and she was like a wit- turned out to be like a witch from Salem. You know, now I vaguely think I remember that. I think I remember some of that now. Yeah, they were doing like autopsy, like they see you see in all time and TV and stuff, and like had a bunch of like seals on on skin on skin and stuff. Yeah, I think I'm that movie now. And does she start haunting the place? Yeah, it's like all like all the the bodies in the morgue start coming alive. Yeah, I remember yeah. that movie. That's like crazy. I yeah, like, it was it was good. It was good. I was so annoyed though because she like didn't move to the very end. Yeah. Before COVID nineteen actually happened, I was offered a job by a funeral home over here, but you know, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, really good um, series I watched was The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, that was good. I'm not usually real big into watching series. I don't want to, you know, dedicate my time. <laughs> but I like that, and I like The Mandalorian. But yeah, The Hill House was Hill House was good. I mean, that 
who's the character who's seen the who was that character who like turned out to be she saw herself pretty much the whole time yeah she, one of the one of the women in the she kept seeing the hanged ghost and it was yeah. being yeah do you remember the scene and um it was raining it's on her her wake and how she was like following them that was so freaking creepy yeah oh that yeah that was a, oh, that was my favorite show uh, my favorite episode through the funeral home you know yeah Yeah, uh, when first, oh, yeah, when the, the his name, I forget his name, but when that guy comes home and sees her, it's like, uh, she's just standing there. I was like, oh, dude, she's a ghost. I know it. Yeah. She's, but then it was revealed that she was dead like, right after that. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, she, it's crazy. It must be like a mind crap. It must be like mind boggling to realize that you were the thing that scared you your whole life yeah it was always you that was scaring yourself I'm pretty sure it's a metaphor or something I've seen the the ritual don't think we've seen that we've seen previews of it I think not sure what's that about um a couple of uh, guys go to like Sweden to bury their friend and they try to take a shortcut to the forest and they're getting lost and his cult finds him and try to sacrifice him to this like wood thing mm. like a yoke is it on Netflix uh if I watched it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there or not. If it is, I'll probably come across it sooner or later. It's it's really good. I like the whole like Lost in the Forest thing they had. It had a really interesting like creature design to it. Yeah, I like movies about that kind of stuff. I always find them interesting. It's always like a. Um, ghost stories are always like a metaphor for like grief though yeah yeah there's always some kind of sadness or or, or basically the need for closure right some like uh, ghost hunting shows like they do like EVPs and stuff and like they have to show like the subtitles cause like you listen to it like I don't hear that at all yeah when you're there too you usually don't hear it either and and it makes you think do they put that on there like i know zach bay and then the producers admit they um fake us some stuff well i mean so many people have come out and said that that show fakes things that yeah i think they pretty much had to admit to it because when you go from place to place and you're telling all these people to fake stuff you're basically letting everybody know it's fake. well it gets on minor but I'll probably preach it again. Watch your ghost. Is the ghost hunters out here? They'll be like, "Open the door." Yeah. Are you with us? Can you knock on the door? You know, like that gets on my nerves. Like, if you were, if they were among the living, you think they would be like, "Okay, okay. yeah, we're going to do it." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Or like they act like they're their master, and you will obey me. 
Like it's some type stupid. of horror movie or something. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's, they see this crap on TV and they think that's what we need to do. Well, she had talked to him. So that's like, are you? Is anybody here? What's your name? Yeah, just be normal. It's normal. Would you walk into someone's house and tell them to start opening and closing? Or they'll the say, door? "The power of Jesus, you will do this." You know, and if I was like dead, I would be like, "What the hell is this person doing?" <laughs> it's I was alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's foolishness. Is all it is. It's ridiculous. I just think these people, like, we have friends in the community that do it, but the ones they know who I'm talking about. I think they have mental problems. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the people that don't get along with anybody else anyway. Yeah. That's the word. There's just no, there's no sense with some people. There's just no sense of community. And I got no use for people like that. I got no use for people who can't get along. You know, if you can't get along, I got no use for you. You know, yeah. there's no reason to be divisive. Or disrespectful yeah, or, or to disrespectful. The, there's no the reason, dead. There's no reason to be confrontational with yeah. other people. You know, it's just it's pointless. Yeah. There's no reason to rock the boat. Nope. Right. You ever seen some like move during an investigation? Yes. There was a curtain that moved at Waverly, wasn't there? Yes. Um, I ran because I saw something. I saw it with my own eyes, and I'll never forget it. And there was this heathen, stupid man that was with us on the tour. That was part of the um, haunted house they did. He was one of the friends of the guys. I think he did the haunted house too, didn't he? I don't know. He was stupid. Yeah. But anyway, he <laughs> ran me into the wall. He pushed me aside and and ran and ran. And this. What I don't know. Maybe I, I was tired. I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, and I'm screaming for Jacob, and I—I I mean, it was like out of a freaking movie. Yeah, because I was way at the back trying to see what happened. I know. I was like, "What are you doing?" I you was, know. I was trying to see the ghost. <laughs> I don't know if it's a crazy person trying to like from their haunted house or what. You know, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see it like it, it was like something from American Horror story you know i'll never forget it and the stupid redneck pushes me (laughs) into the freaking wall and he's running and i'm running and i'm looking back and saying jacob run and jacob finally starts to walk fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you can't see because it's pitch dark that's as as good as me i'll walk fast if you prod me enough there's no electricity they won't turn the electricity on and I, we ran through there to the gift shop area, if you call that a gift shop area, but, um... Yeah, they sell you a shirt. Oh, but it's a terrible... They could do better, but... Anyways, there's a plastic thing, and I saw something lifted up, and there was nobody there, and I about screamed my head off. I don't think I've ever seen anything get lifted. Oh, I... And, uh, we were at the... Where is that place called? The Bardstown... The Talbot Tavern? Yeah, we were there, and I had playing cards, because that's... Now, that place has some residual energy. Yeah, well, it has really good energy, too, but... Yeah, it's not bad energy. Um, I saw one of the playing cards, too. I When I do... When I interact, I like to interact like they're still there. Yeah. If they are there. And, and that's, I, that's why you get responses, because you act normal. 
and that's what all these ghost hunters around Louisville, they wanted me and him to come around because I was getting stuff. And that's how I do my communication because they were here. I mean, they're just- Yeah, they wanted us involved. One of them wanted me to be a caseworker. And I was like, only if I get to write about the places that we go. And do we get paid for it? <laughs> and they didn't, they were like, well, no. I'm like, well, if you ain't going to allow me to write about it in the book, like then I ain't doing it. Like it's some top secret thing. And they want to use it so they could pitch it to these uh, networks for, they. this is what they're known for. This certain type of group of people, they use people, good people and they take their material, like the lady I told you about, and Pat yeah. picks it off. Um, and they take credit for it. And they take credit for it, and they pitch it. We I had, uh, people. yeah, and we did a big investigation at this church on um, Nulu, and there was a group of them that um, they've been around for years. They're a bunch of old turds. Call them old turd. How's that? Sorry, <laughs> but it really makes me mad. They were trying to act like we didn't know what we were doing and how they were the expert on this stuff. It was just one guy that came from their group. Yeah, and it was just totally bogus. And he's one of these clowns that hangs up all this electronic device to pollute the area. And I'm like, hey, Tur, my mom worked down the street in... uh, in Well, what they did, all right, we... What happened was we put forth a lot of effort working the new this the East Market Street district here in Louisville. They yeah. call it Nulu now. And we ended up getting a lot of emails with people and doing a lot of interviews. Yeah. And we created a tour down there because we got so much material. And all from we, scratch. We investigated this church that had a church, a parish house, and a parish and we hall. We gave the money to the church. There too. were three buildings. There were three buildings there and we worked those buildings and we did two public investigations there. The money went to the church. We didn't take any money from it. We didn't, we're not in it for money. And we, we did that and we put all that work into it. And we also interviewed people uh, in another neighborhood a little bit near there called, called the Highlands in certain places there. And this guy that came to our, to the church investigation ended up going behind us to all these other places and trying to get them to let their group in. And they were trying to take it over and do their stuff. And we were just like, whatever. So we just, we just quit associating with them because we don't need them. You know, we did this stuff without them. And so you got to really watch out when you're in that community because there's really Look good. Look at their backgrounds and like their character. That's they're what really, we Yeah, they're really good. There are really good people that do this. And then there's really bad people yeah. that do this. So you just got to know if you, if who you, they are. If you have a red flag, if a red flag goes up, listen to it. Yeah. You know, so. Because you can do this stuff by yourself. You don't need anybody else. Pep talk. <laughs> yeah, pep talk. Anyone else that wants to be a paranormal investigator, just do it. And you don't need anything else. Yeah. You don't need help from people who've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> don't let them. You don't need to kiss the ring. You know, yeah, don't let them make you think through. You don't. Just do it. We didn't. We didn't get anybody's help. We just went and did it. So. And who are we? We're, we're not anybody special. We just went and did it. Look at YouTube. People on YouTube do it all the time. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, uh, I don't know anybody who's like grown, like a adult, and has time for YouTube. Is that, that like 
yeah. who's not making like top two percent YouTubers. Well, there's people that make money off of YouTube with YouTube channels doing either makeup tutorials or paranormal yeah. stuff or, or travel vlogs. We want to start a YouTube channel. We have one, but we haven't done much with it. But we want to really get it going. It has but... like 10,000 views on one. I'm like, how? Yeah, there's one. It was just because oh. it's about Muhammad Ali and it's got 10,000 views. So we want to do a vlog to go to like a lot of interesting places around Kentucky and see how well that does. What your favorite place to go, Kentucky? I don't know. There's so many I'd like to see. My num- my first place that Mammoth I want... Mammoth Caves for me. I want to go Caves. see Whitehall. There's a mansion Whitehall? called Whitehall. Yeah, it's where uh, the original... Well, he wasn't... Yeah, the Cassius Clay, the abolitionist, not the boxer, um, grew up. And uh, I want to go see that place. Oh, you guys watch um, Lovecraft Country? I haven't watched it yet. I've thought about it. You know, I actually haven't read Lovecraft yet. Can you believe that? Yeah. I've the, got three of his books. Read them yet. It's real good. I love Lovecraft. I need to listen. He's kind of racist. I heard he's like... Oh, yeah, he was like a white supremacist. Yeah, but well, who was it in 1920? Yeah, I think, well, shoot, he was before 1920, wasn't he? No, he first published in, like, 1919. Oh, I thought he was before that. I think so. Well, yeah. Yeah, Love. the thing about Lovecraft is he... That's kind of why I've not really gotten into him yet is because of that i wanted to start reading him and then i heard about all that and i just it's hard for me to want to get into somebody that had those beliefs you know it's it's difficult for me to because i i don't i i very much frown upon that sort of thinking uh, anything yeah that's it. anything hateful i don't like it i don't like hate and i don't like prejudice and i don't like anything like that and um, I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, no, it's not. It's, yeah, I mean, it, you get it. It's, but I do want to read his work though because it's in. He was an important figure in in horror, and I'm a big fan of Clive Barker. And I've been told that Clive Barker got a lot of, you know, uh, influence from H.P. Lovecraft. So, I guess oh. I can, since he's long gone, I can separate the art from the artist because yeah. it's not like it's not like I'm supporting anything that he's doing. So. From my understanding, um, his personal beliefs didn't really affect his his work in horror. Right. I don't think he. I don't think he worked any of that into his horror. If he had, I don't think people would still be reading it too much. It's crazy that like everyone knows about Cthulhu, though. It's not like that much ingrained. In- and that's the thing. Like the that whole work, that whole body of work is so important in the horror community. I mean, people basically. Writing the Cthulhu mythos is a subgenre of horror. I mean, people now, people who are current authors that I know um, in the community write Cthulhu mythos horror. And, you know, I have a lot of knowledge about horror movies, um, but I didn't get into reading horror until maybe a few years ago. I used to never really read it. 
I would I read mostly classic literature and crime. And but now I'm getting into horror and I feel like if I'm going to be getting into that, I got to learn about Lovecraft because I already know about King. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of King, but I I need to learn more about Lovecraft because he's basically his own genre of horror in itself. Yeah. It's like reading like adventure books about reading like Rick Miss or Homer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and I love the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. So and I love that kind of writing. I'm I'm into classic style writing like Edgar Allan Poe. But I also like like my favorite authors are like Charles Dickens, John Steinbeck. Oh yeah, Dickens. Ernest Hemingway. Uh, my favorite author of all time is Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff I like. Um, but I like horror authors too. I really love Clive Barker's work, and Richard Lehman, and James Herbert. Uh, um, I'm, I'm pretty diverse when it comes to that sort of thing. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh my God. I don't even know if I could pick one. I guess the first one that comes to mind is The Return of the Living Dead. So I, I guess I gotta oh, yeah. have to go with that. But I, I just, I don't know. I like so many of them because I'm a real big fan of the old classic horrors and even all those old cruddy B movies, you know, those are my favorites. So, um, I also love the original Dracula. I like Nosferatu, Hunchback of Notre Dame from 1923. So, I mean, I like a lot of different stuff. What's, uh, Night of Living Dead, like a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, that's great. It still holds up. It's still really good. It does. It holds. You know, it actually holds up better than its sequels. I think. Not that I have a problem with the sequels. I like Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, and all that too. But I just feel like Night of the Living Dead just holds up better than any of them. Why? Why do you think it holds up? Sounds good. I think because it's more. That one relied more on the fear of being isolated, the fear of coming up against an insurmountable monster an insurmountable fear whereas and an unknown fear whereas i feel like day of the dead and dawn of the dead played more on the gore aspect yeah. they went they went more for the shock value it still played on the old fears but with night of the living dead it was just these people confined into one house with dawn of the dead there was all kinds of people so you had a crowd of people to share this horror with that you had the army, you had Flyboy, you had a helicopter, you had, you know, you had, in the Day of the Dead, you had the commandos and all that. So there were people to help. But with Night of the Living Dead, they were trapped in the house. There was no one to help them. They were cut off. And that's the kind of fear that doesn't ever go away. You know, the possibility of being isolated with something like that. Thinking, thinking about this now, Night of the Living Dead was like a submarine movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it really was. Smart. He's so good. And I I think he had like no budget either when he made that. No, and he made and he made something masterful. He didn't even copyright it. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, I didn't for a while I didn't know Happy Birth you no know, song Happy Birthday was copyrighted. I thought it was like public domain for a while yeah i figured it'd be in the public domain by now it's so old i think it just came out the public domain but, but for a while it was like that's why you get like go to 
restaurants, they can't sing happy birthday. They sing like, hmm. like happy, happy, happy. Huh, no, I did not know that. Like, but who's, I don't understand why they do that for her because who's going to listen to some random restaurant? It's like the copyright place where I'm going to come find you or anything. Yeah, I know. It's not like they're going to do anything to you. your favorite halloween candy uh, i don't know um probably i don't know i like candy corn an awful lot you yeah, honey no i never had that it's pretty good like it's really good I like that one it's okay in corn like i like the one i like the ones that are different flavors I like the original candy corn yeah Reese's is always good. Yeah, Reese's is good. Can't beat that. Now let's talk about candies making me hungry. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Oh. Trevor, how to tie us up here. All right, even. So we can grab some meat. Yeah. All right, then. It was good talking with you again. Talking again? Hey, uh, I'm. So, yeah, let me know when we do, when do that convention or if it comes up or anything. Yeah, if we decide to do that, I'll definitely let yeah. you know. All right. It's not good to with. All right, I want you to get. I'll take you some dinner or something. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.